0: Let me ask you a question, when does God move? When does God move? One thing I've learned over the years, God's timing is not my timing. He doesn't move when I think he should move, but he does have certain times that he moves. I wanna jump into the second part of this message I started last week on when does God move. When God moves, things change. That's very, very evident, we know that to be true. The enemy doesn't like it when God begins to move. God is looking for someone who is willing to go. God had to call out Moses. He had to wait 420 years until he found somebody who was willing to go and face Pharaoh. God is looking for someone to go. God is looking for somebody who wants to be free. God, listen, he's not going to set you free if you don't want to be free. He's not going to bring you out if you don't, if you're not tired of being a slave, he's not going to bring you out. So if you want to receive freedom and want God to move, you got to be tired of where you're at and be willing to go. Now let's quickly review some of the things we talked about last week as we go into the beginning of today's message. The Israelites were held captive for 420 years in Egypt by Pharaoh and his, all of his slave masters, Moses, God calls him out of the burning bush. Remember, the bush catches fire, but it doesn't consume it. It doesn't burn up. Flames are burning out of this bush. And Moses goes, okay, that's weird. So he, as he goes close to see what's going on, as he draws close to the fire, then God calls out, Moses, Moses. And he calls him out and says, I want you to go to the Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. God builds a Holy Spirit fire inside of us, it's a sign that God's wanting to move. When God begins to burn a fire in our spirit, we realize, God, you are wanting to move. I've seen that fire burn in different individuals in this room. Times when I see it in your eyes, I hear it in your conversation. God is burning something deep. And even though we may have a service like today and you say, you know what? Man, we had a great service, but other people, there is something burning on the inside of them. Their heart is burning. Their spirit is burning because they realize God is calling them out. God is speaking to them by the fire of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit fire begins to burn deep inside you when God is preparing to move in your life. When he's calling you deeper, when he's saying it's time for change, when he says it's time for my family to come out, when he calls out a community, he lets churches, he lets people begin to burn with the fire of God. You begin to cry out. God, I'm tired of being a slave to where we're at. God, I'm tired of my children being a victim to where society is after them. I'm tired of my kids being more influenced with TikTok than they are God's talk. How many know what I'm talking about? I've got to, you know it, you sense it, you say, I've got to get my kids out of that slavery. i got to pull them out of that influence and say, God, I want your heart for my children. When God moves closer to the fire, God begins to speak as we move closer. Many people want to hear from God, but they don't want to draw close to the fire of God. Well, I don't know about that, Pastor. that's, That's a little too much for me. I'm telling you, if you want to hear God speak, draw close to the fire of God. Let God speak to you. Moses took off his shoes when God began to speak. It signified that he was on holy ground. It was a place of honor. God, I honor you. I take off my shoes. But it also had a twofold meaning because taking off the shoes in those days also meant giving up of rights. You would take off your right shoe and you give it to that person who you were giving that property to that you were giving away, signifying you give up your rights. And so today when we take off our shoes, we give up our rights. God's looking for somebody to say, I give up my rights. God, I want your kingdom above my kingdom. I know I desire this. I desire this sin in my life. I desire this thing in my life. I desire this, and I want to live my life this way because that's the way I want to be, and I deserve to be happy. No, you don't. I don't. You don't. Because that makes me a God, and that makes me an idol. And so anytime I put myself as desires over God's kingdom, that means I'm worshiping myself. And so as much as it hurts and as much as it pains us, we got to learn to surrender. God, I take off my shoes. I surrender my right to be right. I surrender what I want for my life, and I give it to you, God. I surrender those desires to you. When God speaks, the enemy gets mad. Look at this in Exodus 6. Verse six and eight, this is what God tells Moses, therefore say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. And God says, I will free you from your oppression and I will rescue you from your slavery to Egypt. I will redeem you with powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people and I will be your God. Today we see this, God says, I will free you, I will rescue you, I will redeem you, I will claim you, and I will take you through a place of breakthrough in your life, getting you out of the bondage you're in, and take you to a better place of freedom, I call the promised land. Moses is like, all right, God, this is great, how, why is he going to believe me? And God says, Moses, what's in your hand? Throw it down. And Moses had his staff. So he throws it down, and when it hits the ground, the Bible says it turned into a snake. And God said, pick it up. And I'm like, no way, God. I don't do snakes. Some of you, you may be tougher than me, because I don't like snakes. I don't. It's just a garden snake. It's a snake. I ain't picking it up. But God says, pick it back up. And as he reaches down and grabs the snake, it says it turns immediately back into a staff. Now, God says, Moses, put your hand inside your cloak. And so he puts his hand inside of his garment. He says, I'll pull it back out. As he pulls it back out, his hand is white as snow. He had turned and it was ate up with leprosy immediately. And then God says, I'll put it back in your cloak. And he puts it back in his cloak and he pulls it out. And immediately it's back to normal. He's healed. He says, now go down to the Nile River and grab a cup of water and pour it out. So he goes down to the Nile and he grabs the water out of there and he pours it out on the ground. And as he pours the water out, it immediately turns to blood. So God's like, you don't worry about it. You go and say what I tell you to say. I'm going to take care of the rest. He showed him signs and wonders to build his faith up. So can you imagine if you were Moses and you're there and all these things just happen? and God speaks to you out of the burning bush, then God does all those miracles right in front of you. Then God says, go. You're like, "Woo, yeah. God is going to claim us. God is going to redeem us. God's going to set us free. And you're having a little church. Yeah. Lee, that's your, that's your cue. Ah. You're having your little Lee moment in the, yeah. You're getting your chariot. You're like, "Woo, yeah, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. You're feeling it right there. I and mean, the guy's like, hey, 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 before you leave, just so you know, before you leave, Pharaoh's not going to believe you. Wah, wah. <laughs> He's Talking about Debbie Downer. Guy's like, this so you know, you're going to do all this, but Pharaoh's not going to believe you. He's going to have a hard time believing you. Don't worry about it, Moses. He's not going to believe you anyway. Wait. What? I mean, have you ever been there? You had a great service, a great message, something happened, and you're like, man, mm, mm, this week I am chasing hell with a water gun. Ain't nothing gonna stop me. You ever been there? You're like, I ain't nothing going to stop me this week, man. It's going to be a good week. Man, we're going to do this. Things are going to get better. Making some changes in my life. Making some changes in our marriage. Making some changes in this and that. And man, you're, you're pumped up and you're ready to go. The fire of God's burning deep. You heard God speak to you in the middle of worship or in the middle of a word. And you're ready to go. And the only leave. And instead of things getting better, they get worse. Have you ever been there? I have plenty of times. Things didn't get better, but you're not alone because this is what happens in verse 4 of Exodus 5. Look what it says here now. After Moses goes, and says, uh, Moses, God said, let my people go. Look how Pharaoh replied, Moses and Aaron, why are you distracting the people from their task? Get back to work. Look, there are many of your people in the land. Many of your people are being held as slaves. It wasn't just his friends, it was his family, their children, their grandchildren. Look, and you are stopping them from their work. So look how, now that's how God answers prayer, right? That same day, Pharaoh sent this order to the Egyptian slave drivers and the Israelite foreman. Do not supply them any more straw for making bricks. That's an important ingredient in making bricks. It makes it so much easier if they have the straw there. Make them get it themselves, but still require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That's why they're crying out, let us go after and offer our God sacrifices. Now read this part together. Load them down with more work. Now, if I was Moses, what would you do? Hey, God's going to set you free. Oh, yeah? Load them up with more work. <laughs> Give him more work to do. Don't reduce. Increase the workload. Increase the burden. See, God is calling you out. And when God calls you out, the enemy tries to load you up it happens I want you to know it always happens look at this statement it's so true many times it gets worse before it gets better now I know you love me for saying that right I know you came to church today and maybe you wanted to hear one of these messages it's like God bless you <laughs> you know you can do- listen I believe in positive messages and I preach a lot of them. you know that I believe in that. But I also want to tell you the truth. Many times, it's going to get worse before it gets better. It happens in Scripture. We see it. Why does this happen? Satan does not want to let you go. He does not want to let your children go. He doesn't want to let your marriage go. He doesn't want to let your finances go. He doesn't want to let your happiness go. He doesn't want to let your addiction go. So when he says God is about to do something, he's going to dig his claws in deeper. He's going to pile on the load and make it heavy. Why? Because he wants you to give up. He wants you to give up, he wants you to be distracted. But listen, when the enemy starts turning up the heat, and when the enemy piles on the load, no, this is a sign from God that God's on the move and God's about to do something in your life. It's not the time to run, it's not the time to hide, but it's the time to stand up and say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I'm ready. Yes, Lord, and I'm ready. Mm. Turn to your neighbor and said he's about to preach this morning. <laughs> the enemy wants you to doubt God. When you feel the heat getting turned up, Know that God is on the move. Listen, when the fire starts stoking, that means God's up to refining you, getting ready to refine something. That means God's in your kitchen. He's about ready to bake you something new. God is turning up the heat because he's about to do something in your life. Can you stand the heat? Listen, following Jesus is not for wimps going to the next level. It's not always easy. It's, my burden's easy because I take his burden and he takes my burden. But i got to give it to him. The enemy's going to pile it on. Look at this in, in verses 5, of, I'm sorry, chapter 5 and verse 20 and 21. As they left Pharaoh's court, now, you get this, right? Moses declares what God told him. Now his own people are mad at him. And as they left Pharaoh's court, they confronted Moses and Aaron. Aaron's like, wait, I just here with Moses. I just here for support, man. <laughs> get mad at Moses. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> and this way they tell them, who were waiting outside for them, the foreman said to them, May the Lord judge you and punish you for making us stink before Pharaoh and his officials. You have put a sword in their hands. And you've given them an excuse to kill us. So get this straight. Moses says, yes, Lord, I'm ready. Moses obeys the Lord, puts his own life on the line, going back to Pharaoh. Because remember, he left Egypt fleeing for his life. So for him to go back, he was risking his own life or at least being arrested and thrown in jail. And so he goes back, puts his own life on the line. At least this guy is willing to do what God says. And then instead of the people like, yay, our leader's here. Yay, God sent a deliverer, yay. They're like, dude, shut up. What are you doing? They hated him. They got mad at them. They got mad. The very people you came to help set free, turn and get mad at you. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But listen, people are messed up. These people are messed up. They believe Pharaoh was okay. The one who was driving the slave drivers was okay. They believed that the one who was keeping them captive was their friend. Well, he's feeding us bread and water. Well, he, he's, he's giving us three hours a day off. He lets us see our kids on holidays. I mean, these people were worse, and they were protecting them and not Moses. Moses. They protected their slave drivers. The enemy had stolen their identity. The enemy had stolen their family. The enemy had stolen their children from them. Were taking their children and making them slaves. They were raping their daughters and wives. They were barely feeding them and overworking them, underpaying them. But yet they were in love with the enemy. You would think, they were like, whatever it takes, Moses, let's get out of here. Whatever it takes, Moses, we're tired of living this way. But instead, they're so in love with the enemy that they defend the enemy. I wonder how many of us have fallen in love with the enemy. Pastor, be careful what you preach. I don't want you to offend the enemy. I got to be careful. I don't want to defend the enemy. I don't want to offend people who don't agree with God's word. Listen, you know me, you know this church. We're going to love anyone who walks through these doors. And I'm going to preach that over and over. We're going to win people with love and kindness. We're going to show them God's love and kindness. We're not going to yell at anybody. We're going to love people into the kingdom of God. We're going to love them the change, but make it no doubt about it. We're going to hold true and never back down from the word of the Lord. If God's word declares it, we stand behind it in love, but in God's authority. Don't be so messed up, but you're worried about offending the world because, listen, I can't offend them. Well, listen, they're not worried about offending you. They don't care about offending you and your God. They want to mock your God. They want to mock your ways. They want to mock your morals. They're not afraid of offending you. I don't want to offend them. Listen, I'm not talking about, you love, we're going to love anybody who walks through here. But what I'm saying is this. I can't be so worried about offending people today that I fall in love with the enemy. I got to understand my, my family is at stake. My children are at stake. The, the, there's no way to put it in this. They had become codependent with the enemy. They become codependent with the enemy. They've gotten so comfortable relying on the enemy, this is where they get their affirmation. Instead of getting the affirmation from the word of the Lord, they get their affirmation on how many likes I get on this post. How many people like my comment? How many people shared my comment? That's where my affirmation is coming. I'm following into this whole trap of letting them control me until I fall in love and I care about what they think more than I do what God thinks about me. I've fallen in love. Listen, we can't do that, people. It's time to come out. God's calling us come out! God's calling his church to come out! God's calling us out! Don't be afraid. I wish I had some moms and dads who would stand up to the enemy and say, let my children go. You can't have my kids. No. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to go after the things of God in my life. Listen, if you don't know this by now, I think I've made it very clear over the last few years. The enemy is pursuing your children. The enemy is pursuing your family. And so you got to make it a point at the very first of the year, our four blocks, remember what we said, we would pursue God. And we also said we would pursue our family we would pursue our family if you don't know it all you got to do is just look on social media for five minutes today and you'll find out the enemy is targeting your children the enemy has been going after your children long 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 time it's been going after them a long time now you're just now realizing what's been going on over the last six or seven years is now becoming public to the point now where they just put it in your face they don't care who knows Why? Because they are trying to indoctrinate our children to brainwash them, saying what God believes is not important. You do what makes you happy. You follow our agenda. No, no, no. Listen, we got to quit being slaves to Pharaoh and say we need our children back. It's time for us to call our children back. It's time for us to let the enemy know you can't have my family. It's time to pursue Remember, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God spoke you in the fire. It's going to happen. If God spoke to you in the fire, it's going to happen. Don't give up because it looks like it's getting worse. God is just getting ready to show out. Woo! Come on now. Don't be shocked or scared when the enemy starts showing out. He always does that. Jesus shows up. Little boy throws himself in the fire, whirling around. The demons are all. Jesus shows up, demons cry out, leave us alone. We don't want anything to do with you. The enemy always shows out. Look at verse 22 and 23 now. Then Moses went back to the Lord and protested. Why have you brought all this trouble on your own people, Lord? Why did you send me? Ever since I did what you told me, when I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman. He's been even more brutal to your people, and you've done nothing to rescue them. Ever been there and felt that way? Moses did. Like, listen, it's getting worse, God. I did what you said. Let's put it in our everyday. Dad, I went home and I applied what Pastor James said to do. Instead of getting better, it got worse. Why? Why? God, why? And we get mad at God. So how, how do you handle? See, this is the breaking point, I believe. God's getting ready to move. He's starting to stir things up. The enemy's showing out. How will you respond? How will you respond? How did Moses respond? Exodus twenty four fifteen tells us how Moses responded. Then Moses climbed up the mountain and the cloud covered it. Remember the cloud signified the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord was only confined to a short few people. Only the prophets or God's chosen were ever allowed to set in the glory cloud. God would bring a cloud of glory and put it over the tent of meeting of leaders. He would allow the glory to shine upon the cloud. Moses had to go up the mountain and his glory cloud came down on him, rolled out the Ten Commandments. We see where the cloud uh, led them by day and the, the fire of, of cloud at night and led the children out. This cloud always signifies the presence of God in the Old Testament. Anytime we see the cloud of God, it signifies the glory of God and the presence of God. But the good news today is this, Moses went to be in the presence of God. He was distracted, he was discouraged, but he climbed the mountain of God anyway. Today what I want you to understand is this, that anytime you feel the enemy is attacking you, when it's getting worse before it gets better, you don't have to climb the mountain and wait for the cloud to show upon you. The Bible says now that when Jesus died on the cross, that the veil of the temple was ripped and it opened up the glory of the Lord. And now the presence of the Lord is being poured out to you and I. And it says that God inhabits the what? The praises of his people. God sits in the praises of his people. God abides in the praises of his people so that anytime you want to climb the mountain of God, all you got to do is start praising the Lord. Whether that's at home, whether that's in your car, whether that's outside, whether that's in corporate worship, you can climb the mountain of God anytime you release a praise. Anytime you release a praise, you're releasing the glory of God in your life. You can climb the mountain of God. The presence of God can be found in the praise. Praise Come on now, that same presence is filling you today. Don't run from the heat. Run to the fire of God. Exodus 6, 1 and 2 says, Then the Lord told Moses, All right, Moses. Now see what I will do to Pharaoh. If you need a translation, this is what he was saying. Wait till he gets a load of me. (laughs) That's what he was saying. Wait till Pharaoh gets a load of me. When he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let the people go. In fact, he will force them to leave his land. And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh the Lord. Today, I want you to know, God will say this to your enemy. Wait till your enemy gets a load of me. (laughs) You think your enemy's being tough on you? He ain't seen nothing yet. Wait till he gets a hold of your father. Wait till he sees your father is with you. Wait till he sees who's got your back. Wait till he sees I step up. Wait till he sees he's messed with the wrong child. Wait till he sees what I'm going to do. God has a way of doing things. And when we enter into the presence of God and we put our trust in him and we say, God, I'm going to climb your mountain, even on the worst of days, even when it gets worse, before it gets better. I'm going to allow the presence of God to saturate my life, to saturate my home, to saturate my mind. As I do that, God will force the enemy to make you leave. God will force, why? Because the enemy cannot stand the presence of God. The enemy cannot stand God's presence. So the more I walk in God's presence, the more I talk in God's presence, the more I worship in his presence, the more I praise in his presence, the more I do all these things in God's presence, the more the enemy says, get away from me, get out of here. God will force the enemy to make you leave. The more you climb the mountain, the more God inhabits the praise. I need a breakthrough, then you need to praise. I need deliverance, whether well, you need to praise. I need I need more of God, whether you need to praise. That He's being turned up, then you need to praise. It's getting hard, then you need to praise. It's getting heavy, you need to praise. It's there that God inhabits the praises of his people and the enemy will say, get away from me. I can't stand you. You are anointed. Listen, you should be so anointed to God that everywhere you go, the enemy says, no, leave him alone. Leave you? No, you, no, no. God's God's got his back. That person, she's anointed to God. That person, he's anointed to God. They have spent time on the mountain. The enemy can't stand the presence. Now, the last scripture I'm going to read you right here. I, I love this. Because this is not only for you, it's for your family. Pharaoh sent for Moses. When? During the night. I love this. He couldn't wait until the morning. He didn't wait till he had time to sleep or think about it. He, he couldn't sleep. He couldn't rest because God was doing all these signs. And he's like, man, I, I've got to get out of here. So he calls them out in the middle of the night. What I want to get to you today is this, that it may seem you're at your darkest point of your life, but it's in the darkest point that God can say, let my people go. It's there that God wants to do something when it seems like it's the midnight hour and the sun hasn't rose yet in your life. God's already got a path of freedom waiting on you. God's already got a path of freedom saying this. Then he says this, then leave my people. He told them, get out. He said, don't just leave, get out. Oh, and take your children with you. That's what he says. Get out, leave, and take the rest of the Israelites, your family, take them with you. Go and worship your God as you have requested. In the middle of the night, God comes through. In the middle of the night, when it seems like it's heavy. In the middle of the night, when it seems like God's not moving, God's stirring something up and God's doing something that when you don't let go of God and you say, I'm going to saturate myself in God's presence, He'll make your enemy not only force you to leave, He'll say, I'll let your children take your children with you as well. Get this church. When you praise, you're not only free in yourself, but you're free in your family. Make the enemy say, "Not my child. You can't have my family." Don't let them take your children. Don't let them take your kids. Fight for your family. Fight for your family. Fight for your family. Praise for your family. Worship for your family, believe that God's calling them out. God, I speak out. Satan, let my children go. Some of you need to look at them today. The enemy, they say, let my children go. Let my family go. God, they belong to you. When does God move? When I draw near the fire of God. When I surrender my rights to the Lord. When I see the enemy showing out. And when I climbed the mountain of God. I can tell you. This is not a message that I'm just giving to you in theory. I've walked it out my whole life. And I've seen it happen time and time again. There's been times I felt like I was fighting for the life of my children. Couldn't sleep all night. Walking the halls. Praying over my children. Calling out. Looking the enemy in the eyes. said, You can't have my child. You will not have my child. My wife will tell you has been times we had all nights praying over them and calling out. Why? Because I believe, I believe, I believe God would call them out. And he did. He did. I tell you this right now. God wants you to not only be free, he wants to free you and your children and your praise releases that your worship releases that you call them out and say God I'm tired of being an addiction I'm tired of being an abuse I'm, I'm tired of living this way I want to be free I'm not going to give up I want to be free anybody want to be free stand up if you want to be free today So I'm ready to be free